0: Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots podcast, all around the leagues. Brought to you by the Down to Play app. <laughs> Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play.
1: Hello and welcome to the Barnett Sunday League portion of the Silk podcast. In our Premier Division, Atletico Cerezo 4, Hornsey and Highgate 1, Gal All-Stars 0, AFC Oakwood 5, and Takers 3, The Rollins 1. Moving on into the Championship, Westbourne United 2, Memichick Galata 4, The Bandit 3, Panda one Into Inter-Division 1, United House 3, Peckham Sports 6, AC Finchley 2, Northumberland Park Rangers 1, ASU Rose 2, Kadaris Town 2, uh, decent performance from us, really good in the first half, really compact, limited them to a few chances, uh, took our first goal well, it was a half volley from just outside the box that went into the top corner and then the second ball, good good movement from our guys, good team play and a crossing and a tapping for our striker. Um, I think the second half we played more not to lose rather than to go out and win and be positive and uh, it hindered us really. Uh, We weren't keeping the ball well enough. They literally scored after a minute after the restart and then they bagged another from a corner. Um, After that last 15 minutes we played well. We could have got a winner. They could have got a winner as well. They were unlucky. I think they hit the bar and the post. We had a couple of... Decent chances as well. Uh, But a lot of positives to take from that. We uh, played a very good team. Kadaris Town are a good ball-playing side. And we matched them pretty much the whole game. And had had some really good spells as well in the game. Um, So we'll take that into next week. And hopefully we can pick up a win. Um, And in our game of the week, Gospel Oak 3, London Wednesday 3. I did go for a 3-1 win for London Wednesday. a decent result for them. Keeps them at the top of the table. Keeps them at bay from Highgate Album Reserves. Highgate album Reserves do have a lot of games in hand. But at this stage of the season, do you want the games in hand or the points on the table? I think London Wednesday will take the points on the table and set a target. They've been really good this season. A lot of goals scored. Um, I think they've only got a couple of games left. So their promotion is pretty much secure. It's just whether they or Highgate Album Reserves take the title into Division 2. Locomotive Thunder Three, Anatolian Three, GTFA One, Mill Hill Club The Football Five, and Grange Park Two, North London Athletic Four. So North London Athletic continue to be at the top of the Div Two table. Into Div Three, AFC Muswell Hill Nil, Continental Four, and Shentry Athletic One underdogs 0. Into Division Four, Barnet South of One, Highgate Albion Thirds Two, Gower Phoenix Six into Mill Hill. Three, and Brotherhood Cosy continue at the top of the Div 4 table with a 5 1 win over Maida via Into Div 5 now. EC Galaxy 8, New Copper 0. Tauflik 3. Cock Fosters 5. And into Division 6. Armenian Youth Association 4. Colney Hatch Athletic 0. Jeff Chowan Berbers 3. Northwest Walls 2. Edmonton Rovers 0. ASC Muswell Hill 2nd 6. And New Barnet 3, North Athletico 2. Now for the cup results. In the Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup, Park Rolls 3, Zaza 0 and Trent Park 1, Highgate Albion 6. In the Junior Challenge Cup, London Orient 3, AFC Edmonton 2. In the Middlesex Intermediate Cup, Highgate Albion Reserves 2, Wetstone Wanderers under 23 0. That was the semi final. So Highgate Albion are through to the Final in the Middlesex Junior Cup, a battle of Barnet League teams. North London Colts Neil Enfield United four, so Enfield United are through to the Middlesex Junior Cup final. And in the Middlesex Junior Trophy, Drayton 71, 1, Northwest Galacticos 5, and Tiger Albion Falls 5, honest Rangers 1. So a battle of Barnet League teams in the Middlesex Junior Trophy final as North West Galacticos will take on Highgate Albion false So moving on to the fixtures in our Premier Division, the only game this week, our game of the week, a very big game towards the top of the table. Takers take on Trabs and Spore UK. Takers have been on a resurgence lately. They did knock off Highgate Albion to get to the Middlesex Premier Cup final, and they've been better in the league recently. Trabs and Spore UK have been good in the London Cup. Bit of a mixed patch in the league, but I do see takers winning this game, especially at home. Travis and Spore at Wadham Lodge are, you know, unbeatable at this rate, but the Middlesex Stadium is the venue for this game, and I'm going to go for a 3-1 win for takers. I think it'll be a very entertaining game. So moving on to Div 1, no championship games this week. Doubleheader between AFC Rose and United House. And Kadara's Town take on Northumberland Park Rangers. In Division 2, Trent Park face Locomotive Thunder. Grange Park take on AFC Edmonton. AFC Oakwood Reserves take on GTFA. And in my game of the week, two teams at the top of the table. I think it's third against first here. Whetstone Wanderers under-23s against North London Athletic. They played out a very entertaining draw earlier this season. And I think they'll play out an entertaining game again. I think it's gonna be a two all draw there. Into Div 4 now, Arnes Rangers take on FC Cricklewood, Barnet Salsa face Intermill Hill, Highgate Albion Fird's take on Brother Coszy. Brotherhood Coszy, sorry, Intermill Hill. Oh oh it's a double header between Intermill Hill and Barnet Salsa and North London F- uh, North London NLR, sorry, take on Gower Phoenix. In Div 5, the only game, Cop Foster's take on EC Galaxy. In Div 6, North Athletico take on AFC Muswell Hill Seconds and Coney Hatch Athletic take on Armenian Youth Association. Into the Cup Action, in the Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup, Gow All Stars take on AFC Oakwood. In the Junior Challenge Cup, London Wednesday face AC Finchley. In the Intermediate Cup, Hill Club de Football take on Anatolians. And Peckensport take on Gospel Oak. In the Junior Cup, AOC Muswell Hill take on Continental. Shentree face North London Wanderers. And Sopranos take on Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys. In the Barnet Sunday Football League Shield, South Tottenham United take on Highgate Albion Fools. In the Invitational Cup, Hornsey and Highgate entertain Rogan Reporters. Talflick face Panda. Fireside face Zaza. Heavy hitters face Northwest Galacticos, Westbourne United take on Atletico Cerezo, and in the FA Sunday Cup, the quarterfinal, Highgate Albion take on Club Luzi. Uh, Hopefully it will be a lose for them, not Highgate Albion for Club Luzi, so uh, lots of luck for Highgate Albion in that one, Uh, they've made us proud this season in the FA Sunday Cup, and hopefully they can go on another step and make it to the semi-finals, um, which you'll know next week when you join us next week as we look at the results and the fixtures from the Barnet League.
2: Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League round-up for the last month of winter, February, we hope at least. We start our round-up in the senior division, as always, And at the top of the table, it is still Hatch Lane who lead the way with 33 points from their 13 games, 11 victories, uh, seeing them uh, six points clear at the top, but still with a a little bit of a threat coming from the sides behind them. One of those is FC Baller, who are on 13 games played and 27 points with nine victories to their name, and they're the side who sit just behind. But in third place are T squad, who are two points further back, with eight points to make up on the leaders, but with three games in hand. So if they were to win all of those, they could move top. Eight victories and a draw for this side um, from Chigwell. And in fourth place are Eastway Athletic, who sits six points further back, having fallen off the pace a little bit in recent weeks. Six victories and a draw, making up those numbers. And four points further back from Eastway are fifth placed El Valiente who have had, a, as I say, a mixed season. I think we say this every time we do one of these reports. Five wins and five draws shows that they can beat everyone, but also they've been picking up too many defeats this season too. In sixth place, are secret FC, with five wins to their name, also a 15-point haul from 13 games played. Behind them, three, three points further back, are United dn who do have plenty of games in hand and could therefore move well up into the middle, middle of the table of, of the... Uh, the standings four victories to their name giving them 12 points played this season two sides that are sitting at the bottom end of the table and getting cut adrift London Mavericks in 8th place have finished their season now two victories from their 16 their final points tally being 6 and just below them are Repton Park who are now back in action but with a lot of games to make up with one victory from their 9 games played this season as they try and creep back up towards the mid table placings And of course in the County Cup competitions two of these sides are still involved in the latter stages with Hatch Lane now through to the semi-finals of the London Sunday Challenge Cup competition following a big 5-1 win against Spartans a week ago. Joining them are Batiste squad who replayed their game against Grand Athletic at the weekend and came from behind to win on penalties um, to see their side through to the last four where we await the draw. And, of course, Bay T squad are also through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, the FA Sunday Cup, where this weekend they travel up to Scoreful Athletic up north to try and press their claims to be the best side in the entire country. We now look at the action from the Premier Division, and at the top of the table are Brook Athletic, who are very close now to Sealing top spot uh, and their league title for the second season running. 13 games played, 11 victories and 2 draws, seeing them accrue 35 points. In 2nd place are Flyhouse Athletic, who uh, have 3 games left of their season, and they're on 24 points. And just behind them are uh, 3rd place Belfry, with 21 points, who have now finished their season, 6 victories and 3 draws in their first campaign in the competition. They could be overtaken by 4th place Roos, who have eighteen points from their twelve games played, giving them two games in hand to try and catch the sides above, with five wins and a draw and three draws following their promotion last season. They're just a point further back are Avental, who have two league games remaining, five victories and two draws, giving them a chance to also press their claims for a top half finish. And in 6th place, Barking Riverside have now finished their league action. 5 victories and a draw, seeing them pick up 16 points this season. And also having finished are Barking and Dagenham Wanderers. 2 wins and 4 draws to their name, seeing them finish on 10 points uh, from 14 games. And the last side also finished in this division. Uh, 6 points accrued by East Stars as they finished bottom of the table. Into Division 1 now where at the top of the table, it's Fade and Green who are really leading the way now, uh, having accrued a six-point lead at the top of the table, although that could be cut to three if second-placed Oceana make up their game in hand with a victory. Well, Fade and Green um, have accrued 34 points from 12 games, 11 victories and a draw, as they fight on a number of fronts this year, having reached the semi-final of the Essex Sunday Junior Cup. As I say, Oceana sits second on 28 points with 9 wins and a draw. And there's a big gap then down to third place Abridge Village who are 9 points further back with 6 wins and a draw, seeing them pick up 19 points in this campaign. AC Milano are fourth, also with 19 points, 6 wins and a draw from their 10 games played with still plenty of action to come for them. And we move on then to FC Galaxy, who sit in fifth in the standings with two games left of their season. They have five wins and a draw, seeing them pick up 16 points as they try and finish in the top half. But that could be thwarted by Chingford Athletic, who sit in sixth place with uh, three games in hand on FC Galaxy and only a point to make up. Uh, they have five games left remaining as they try and seek a top half finish too. Emerson Park sit in seventh place and they've picked up three wins and two draws to make 11 points, which which might be enough to keep them uh, away from the bottom. But FC Mexico A do mathematically still have a chance of avoiding the drop. Two wins and two draws uh, sees them onto eight points so far this season, but you imagine they'll have to probably win both those games and hope for other results to go for them. Down in ninth place are Barkin, and they're bottom of the table with just the four points with a win and a draw to their name this season. um, They mathematically do have the best chance of avoiding the drop, but again they will need to convert plenty of those remaining games into victories. We move now into Division 2, where at the top of the table it's very tight. Once again, Roneo Colts leading the way, 32 points picked up from their 15 games, 10 victories and 2 draws, making up that tally. But it's second place St Augustine's who do hold all the aces up their sleeve. Two games in hand and only a point difference to make up. So if they were to convert at least one of those games into a result, they'll be in pole position for the title with seven games remaining. In third place are Royal Lions A, who have picked up nine victories uh, from their 15 fixtures so far this season. They're only four points adrift of the promotion places, so that could still be fruitful for them in their remaining five games. Just below them by one further point are Total Football who are up to 4th in the standings with 7 wins and 5 draws this season, giving them an outside hope of promotion too. But much of that is relying on the actions of 5th place Asianos who also have 26 points and have 2 games in hand on Total Football to give them 8 victories and 2 draws in the season. In 6th place are Eastbrook United who are 2 points further back on 24 having won six and drawn six of their games so far this season as they slide into that middle position in the table. In seventh place are Thames Ironworks Community, who do have games in hand as they've been very successful in the cup competitions and with those games in hand could still move into the top half with six wins and three draws, giving them 21 points to their name. That's two points more than eighth place East London Harriers who just have three games left of their maiden season in the competition. They have... 19 points with 5 victories and 4 draws, uh, but as I say, with games running out, they'll be hoping to just sustain a reasonable, com- reasonably comfortable lower mid-table position. In ninth place are Frenford, who won, have won 3 and drawn 5 this season, a division with many, many draws. 14 points accrued, uh, which might be enough to keep them up, but the sides below do have games in hand. And one of those sides is Corona Redbridge, who have two games in hand on Frenford. Um, even with those, won't, won't, won't move out of the relegation zone, but will at least place them closer to safety. But they, they are going to have to turn their form around if they're going to try and stay up. And it's much the same for FC Mexico B, who do have mathematically a chance of standing in the division, but form suggests that this might not be the case. With one win and a draw so far this year, And only four points picked up. We now move on into Division 3. And at the top of the Division 3 table is Higham Hill. Who are sitting on 28 points. uh, Which has been picked up from nine wins and a draw in 12 games played. Well they've got four games left in their season to try and win the league. And mathematically it is in their hands at the moment. But second place Debton Sports Reserves won't be far behind. And with a game in hand could move to within a point were they to win that, with eight victories in their season so far. And there won't be much uh, also between them and Leighton Stone Athletic, also on 24 points, with eight wins from their 12 fixtures played, uh, but they will need something to go their way with the size around them. Just one point further back are Alpha, with seven wins and two draws to their name. Their form has slid a little bit in recent weeks, and they're now um, sitting fourth in the table, and could be overtaken by 5th place Upshire Forest, who have 3 games in hands on most of the sides above them. And were they to win those, they could move up into 2nd spot. 18 points from 6 games played so far this season. In 6th place are Dagenham Town, uh, have played 13, so they've only got 3 games left to play in the season. 4 victories and 2 draws, sees them onto 14 points. And that's the same tally accrued by Inside Success, who also have 14 points and do have a game in hand. So that could really uh, overtake Dagenham in the coming weeks. They sit in 7th. And in 8th place is Imperial Row. With three games left of their season, they sit on 10 points. Um, So they'll be hoping to try and steer themselves clear of any potential relegation worries in those remaining three games. Sitting bottom of the table are Mayfield Kings, uh, who have played 14, so they've got only two games left to go. And unfortunately, that does mean that mathematically they have been relegated. Um, but they'll, I'm sure, be pleased to have completed their season, um, of their first season, albeit a difficult year um, with uh, completing their games. We now move on into Division 4. And Division 4, it's all in the hands of Singh Sabah Barkin, as things stand Five games left to go. They have a seven-point lead at the top of the table. Uh, 39 points there accrued. A couple more wins will more than likely be enough for the Newbury Park Bay side to take the title. Sitting in second place are United Amateurs with 32 points from 17 games, 10 victories and 2 draws. But it's those five defeats that really have done the damage and will probably be the reason they don't win this title albeit being the top goalscorers in the division with 88 goals. 3rd place Ainsley are probably the favourites to secure the runners-up spot in this division. 10 victories and 2 draws also sees them on 32 points, with 4 games remaining. Down in 4th place are Blackwall Rovers, who have just the 2 games left to play in the league, plus a, uh, sorry, a semi-final in the Cup 2. Um, 9 victories and a draw, uh, seeing them in a healthy position, in fourth spot, twenty-eight points. The informed side in the division, however, are Romford Athletic Dons, who are now up to fifth in the standings, into the top half, and through to the semi-final of the cup. Twenty-three points picked up by the Dons. Three games left in their season, too, could see them finish as high as third in the league. That will remain. Will remain to see if that if that occurs. Chingford Athletic reserves, though, are the side probably with the biggest say on the finishing positions of of the teams in the. Uh, um, Mid to higher part of the table, uh, they have three games in hand and four games in hand. In fact, on some sides above them, seven victories and two draws has seen them on to twenty-three points and looking up upwards rather than downwards. Also, uh, in form, uh, Ultimate Vision Reserves have games in hand. In fact, they've still got seven fixtures to play this season. They've won six and drawn three so far this campaign to give them twenty-one points. And again, there'll be another side hoping to spring a top-four finish. It's been a good month and a half or so for Lonsdale, who were one of the relegation favourites probably towards uh, the middle of the year, but have really picked up form in recent weeks and have moved on, on to 21 points themselves. With six victories and three draws, most of those accrued in recent weeks, seeing them steer well clear of any danger of the drop. In ninth place, just below Lonsdale, um, but seven points behind Lonsdale, in actual fact, are Rayfield Park Rovers, who had a good start to the season. In fact, they rose as high as third at one point. But just the four wins and two draws, and, a, and not a great spell of form for them recently, has seen them drop out of the frame. And at the bottom end of the table, it's a bit of a battle for that for that safety spot with AC uh, Ace Athletics in 10th spot who have played a game more than Rayfield Park Rovers and do have a four-point deficit to make up, but there are five games left in the season, so you never know what's going to happen there. Three victories and a draw to the ace boys there, as they try and steer clear of the drop. Bottom of the table are Titans United, who have now finished their season, with one win and two draws to their name uh, out of their 20 games played, giving them just the five points. We move on now into Division 5. And the top of the table here has gone and grown increasingly interesting as Colbert Royals recently dropped some points uh, to lower league tides. But they do still lead at the top of the table, having played more games 17 games played, 15 victories amongst those, with Joe Cole's team having picked up 45 points in the process. Sitting second place at the moment are Belfry Reserves, who are uh, one game back but 10 points behind the leaders. 11 wins and 2 draws to their name uh, as they try and push for a promotion spot. But it's going to be difficult because in third place, Valence United do have lots of games left to play. In fact, they've got uh, 9 games left to play in the league. Plus, they're in multiple cup competitions too. 11 wins um, to their name in 13. They could go level with the league leaders um, on points. But their goal difference probably suggests that they are favourites at the moment. But they do have a lot of games to play and therefore a lot of potential slip-ups in fourth place byron red star are a form side they've moved up as far as fourth as i say with 30 points accrued from 10 victories in what's been a good good campaign following their promotion last year eastern avenue have held their grip on the top half for most of the season so far and they do remain there with 28 points from 16 with nine wins Um, And just below them are Custom House Community in 6th, who have now finished their season. Nine victories and a draw to their name. They also picked up 28 points. As did United Borough, who also sit on 28, but with six games in hand on Custom House, so you would imagine they're going to finish above them and possibly in the top half of the table. Uh, Nine wins and a draw. Quite quite emphatically, a decent season for a new side into the competition. In 8th place are Dagenham Rangers, have raced through their games only got three games left to play they've picked up 24 points with eight wins along the way and that's a very similar record to ultimate vision a who in fact were one of the real strugglers at the start of this campaign but have come good in recent weeks as i say they're on 24 points with eight victories and they've got some cup uh, cup glory ahead of them too Uh, 10th place sits with royal lions b who do have lots of games in hand on the sides above They've won seven and drawn one to give them 22 points and a very healthy goal scoring record there too. And then the two sides at the bottom of the table, which we can confirm are the relegated sides this year. Atletico City have finished their games with three wins and a draw, seeing them only pick up the 10 points in 22. And bottom of the table are Young Royals, who do have games in hand on Atletico City. They only have three games left to play and those nine points will not be enough to see them finish anywhere outside of the relegation zone. One win and a draw for the young Royals and I'm sure they'll be looking to bounce back next season. On into Division 6 now, our our eighth tier and it's Mansfield Rangers who do still sit at the top of the table with a 10-point lead there. 13 wins and two draws, Um, seeing them open up a healthy lead but only got one game left in their league season to play and could still be overtaken by one of the sides below. Um, Valence United reserve sits second, uh, but they're running out of games also. Um, in fact, actual fact, they have only two left, so the highest they could finish at the moment is second. Ten victories and a draw to their name. As I say, they've picked up 31 points. But that's one point more than Royal Lions Sea, who have two games left of their season. Uh, they've picked up nine wins and three draws. Uh, And a healthy goal difference, in fact, they're the second highest goal scorers in the division as they try and push for a late promotion surge. It's fourth place, Colbrook Royals Reserves, who really do have all the aces up their sleeve, but they will need to convert all their games in hand into some victories in order to chase down Mansfield Rangers at the top of the table. But they're doing it well so far. Nine wins from 11 gives them 27 points, which means they've got 14 points to make up with six games in hand. It's doable, but there's not a lot of room there for for slip-up. In 5th place, Ping City Phoenixes are the other side in the top half of the table. They've got four games left to go, six victories and three draws. They've picked up 21 points this year in a much improved campaign. 6th place goes to Woodford Green United, who are buoyed on at the moment by their semi-final appearance in the Division 6 Cup competition. Well, They've won five and drawn one so far this year, giving them 16 points in the league. That's two more points than Epping Royals, who also have four games left of their season. Three victories, a big one in fact, at the weekend, winning 7-2. Five draws, the draw specialist in this division, sees them on to 14 points. London Legacy are in eighth place in the table, with just one game left to play this year. Three victories and three draws for the debutants in the league this campaign, seeing them on a reasonably solid 12 points, albeit I'm sure they'd, they'd have hoped to have finished a little bit higher than that. Ivory United sit ninth with two games left to play so they could still finish outside of the bottom two if they were to win at least one of those and hope other things go their way. They've also got three wins and three draws to their name uh, as they look ahead to a brighter season next year hopefully. Bottom of the table are Epping Forest Falcons who are five points adrift at the bottom but do have three and four games in hand respectively over the sides placed in 8th and 9th. So things could see them finish outside of the uh, the relegation zone. I say relegation because this is the bottom bottom division. But you know what I mean. They'll hope to obviously finish outside of those places. But they will need to turn their form around. Which has been a little bit indifferent throughout the season. We also must congratulate finally Valence United first team. Who at the weekend uh, defeated Briar United from the Brentwood Sunday League. A side who hadn't been beaten all season. Well, they, they won, coming from behind, Valence United to win 3-1 to book their Essex Sunday Junior Trophy final spot uh, at Haybridge Swifts on the 8th of April. And that brings to a close our roundup for the February action in the Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League. For all the rounds up and stats, visit our website, escfl.co.uk. We look forward to bringing you another report at the end of March. See you all soon.
3: Welcome to this week's Maidstone and Mid Kent Sunday Football League section of the Selk podcast, and it's a roundup with goals galore. Not only that, if you like our cup draws, you'll love this week as we've got not one but two cup draws for you as the competitions reach the semi final stage. Find out shortly who is going to be facing who for a final at the Gallagher Stadium. Let's start with our Premier Division action where Rubicon Limerick faced Aylesford with the away team looking to start turning games into points to make ground on East Morning at the top, and what a game this turned out to be. Not one for the defenders with a four-all draw seeing a point apiece for them. Josh Wilson opened the scoring for Rubicon in the eighth minute, only for Sean Hardy to equalise on 20 minutes. Marcus Jans then gave Rubicon the lead a minute later, with Jay Carr getting another equaliser for Aylesford 14 minutes later. With the scores level at the break, both sides scored in quick succession on 55 minutes, with Chris Henry netting the Aylesford goal and Ellis Sage for Rubicon. The pattern continued as on the 75th minute, Tom Wood scored for Rubicon, only for Tommy Whitnell to net for Aylesford a minute later. That result now means Aylesford need the teams above them to start dropping points in the running. Unfortunately for Aylesford, it wasn't going to start happening this week for one of those teams as Marden won 7-1 away at Whitehorse. An early 4th minute goal for Bradley Watkins opened Marden's scoring, followed by Daniel Sharp on 27 minutes, a brace for Dylan Vahili, 4 and 5 minutes either side of the interval, Daniel Baxter on the 75th minute, and all rounded out for them by Tyler Money in the 80th minute. Liam Stone with a solitary goal for Whitehorse. Marden sitting in 2nd, 5 points behind the leaders this morning, with three games in hand. In Division 1, Barman Blues put three points between them and East Morning reserves with their 2-1 away victory over Morning. Jack Jules Semedini and Liam Anderson for the Blues. Robert Miles for Morning. James Daughtry seeing Red for Blues. As the only result in the division, no change to the top or the bottom of the table. Laban Angels still lead the way by a point to Langley Athletic in second but Aylesford Reserves can make ground on both with their games in hand. Sutton Valence still searching for their first point of the season. Barming youth were 4-3 winners at home to Invicta Sunday in Division 2. Lewis Sharp bagged a brace and Ben Daly also on the score sheet for Barming, along with an own goal, whilst the goals for the visitors came from Joseph Casey and two for Rowan Ferguson. Barming closed the gap on Snodland to five points with that win, and two games in hand to keep the pressure on at the top. Minter finally move off the foot of the table following a resounding 5-2 home victory against Vinters. Peter Riepenmer getting four and Jake Fitzpatrick hitting the net to give them victory. Vinters score is not known. Minter are now within touching distance of Victor Sunday and Leybourne if results go their way over the next few weeks. Park Royal Reserves were also winners, beating Coxheath and Farley by 3 goals to 1. Alfie Crickmore, Jaden Curd and Phil Griffith sending the points Royals way and Marius Bruges with a consolation for the heath. A big win in Division 3 for Kent Sands United, with them being 6-0 winners against Maidstone Kestrels. Abiola Amin, Jamie Gamble and Ryan Lovejoy all getting goals for Sands. Archie Hobbs-Moore getting a brace and an own goal giving them 3 points, putting them level on points with Leiborne City. City were also big winners and helped their goal difference too, winning 9-0 away at Youlding and Ladinford. A hat-trick for Lewis Nicholls and a brace for Callum Jeffrey doing the bulk of the damage. Goals from Harley Gorse, Bradley Jeffrey and Ryan Scott and an own goal sealing the win. Final big winners were top of the table Whitehorse Jaguars winning 8-1 at home to Parkwood Jupiters. Curtis Collins opened the scoring for the Jags on 16 minutes before Tyler Rose equalised for Jupiters in the 25th minute. Dominic Archer and Matthew Divers scored within two minutes of each other on 30 and 32 to take the Jags into the break 3-1 up. Dominic Archer then scored again eight minutes after the restart and Curtis Collins got his second of the game four minutes later. Jack Piper scored two minutes later and then 17 minutes passed until the next goal action, but Dominic Archer got his hat-trick and quickly followed that with his fourth to complete his and the Jags' scoring. That keeps the Jags top and clear by six points, but Leiborne City have three games in hand. Now, as promised, we have two Cup draws, and so start first with the President's Cup Group A semi-final and I hand over to Ian Tucker for this.
4: So it's time now for the draw for the President's Cup Group A. We're at the semi-final stage and the competition kindly sponsored by John Bennett Billiards. Uh, we have with us here David Borton, the chairman of the league and Steve Taylor, the league secretary. Uh, Four in the frame, as we say, for, at this stage, of course, of the competition. Steve's going to pick out the home teams for us. David will follow up with the away side. Let's uh, get ourselves underway and see who pops out the bag first. Number three. Number three, that's uh, White Horse. Number two. And two is Park Royal. Number four. Four, home advantage for East Morlin. And the last one, number one. That's one we wanted to see, wasn't it? Uh, number one is IGS. So reminder of those matches again, we've got uh, White Horse at home to Park Royal. And we've got uh, East Morlin home to IGS. Those fixtures will be played on the weekend of the 20th of March and the uh, two successful teams will be at the Gallagher Stadium, the home of Mason United for the final which will take place on the 8th of April. Good luck to all four sides and who's going to make that final we'll find out very
3: soon. Thank you very much for everyone involved with that draw. Now another month draws to the close so let's review where we are with the leading scorers for each division. With 20 for the season so far and leading the Premier Division charts it's Tommy Whitnall of Aylesford and he's managed those 20 in just eight appearances. He's closely followed by Raymond Chadwick with 17 for Park Royal and Johan Kenny Bryan with 15 for Marden. Sam Tate of IGS leads the way with 15 in Division 1. Hot on his heels is Alfie Cox for Langley with 12 and Dale Davis with 11 for Aylesworth Reserves. Lewis Sharp has been averaging over two goals a game for Barming Youth as he leads the way with 30 in 14 games. Closely followed by another averaging over two a game, and that's Ben Twist with his 29 for Snobland. In third is William Holness with 19 for Invicta Sunday. Callum Hatcher of Kent Sands United is leading in Division 3 with 18 for the season. Billy Bean won behind with 17 for Whitehorse Jaguars and Matthew Spry still in third with 17 for Len Valley. So that's now us up to date with the leading goal scorers. It's now time to look ahead to the fixtures for the 6th of March. And we have a mix of league and cup action. But the cup games are the semi-final stage of the Challenge Cup. So to find out who's playing who, let's cross now to Ian Tucker for the second draw.
4: It's time now for the Challenge Cup semi-final draw. This competition is sponsored by Hovis and I'll continue thanks to them for their support of this competition. So, 90 minutes away from the final and these uh, semi-final ties will be played on the weekend of the 6th of March. I'm joined by David Borton, the league chairman and Steve Taylor, the league secretary. Uh, Steve, you're going to do the home teams for us please and uh, David will follow up with the away sides. So uh, let's find out. We're down to the final four. Who's gonna be playing who? Let's find out. Number two. Number two, that's uh, Aylesford. We're playing number one. And that's East Mallin Reserves. Uh, number three. Number three, that's Leybourne Angels. And the last one in the bag, number four. Number four, that is Marden Miners. So that uh, completes our semi-final draw. Let's do that again for you. So Aylesford uh, from the Premier Division will take on East Reserves of Division 1. And then Leybourne Angels of Division 1 will take on Marden Miners of the Premier Division. So good luck to uh, all four teams. Those matches will be played, as we said, on the weekend of the 6th of March. And the winners of both those ties will be at the Gallagher Stadium, the home of Maidstone United, on the 25th of March for the final. Good luck and we look forward to seeing you very, very soon.
3: Thanks again to all involved in enabling us to bring you the draws as part of this podcast. And we now move on to the rest of the fixtures. Two games in the Premier Division and Park Royal face East Morning for a top-of-the-table clash that Park Royal will be seen as a chance to close the gap and hope results go their way. But if Morling win this one, then that's Royal's title hopes mathematically over. Rubicon face Whitehorse and wonder if we'll see another game like their one this week. Birmingham Blues face Yording and Ladinford in Division 1 and could go top on goal difference if they win and Aylesford reserves lose at IGS. If Aylesford win, it's them that will go a point clear at the top of the table. In Division 2, Coxheath and Farley face Vinters with the away side able to leapfrog their opponents if they win. Invicta Rangers face Barming Youth and could move off the bottom if Invicta Sunday defeat Minter, but they face a tough ask as Barming Youth will be hunting for points to close the gap further on Snodland who aren't in action. Minter have hit some form recently and could be out for another win to really make this interesting. The final league action sees Len Valley and Maidstone Kessel's face each other in Division Three, and the other cup action sees the next round of the Invitational Cup, and we have four ties taking place. Parkwood Jupiter's play Kingshill Colts, Walnut Wanderers take on Ditton Miners, White Horse Jaguars face league opposition in Leyburn City, as do Yalding and Llandudvar Reserves against Maidstone Tempests. That's all for this week's show, and we hope you've enjoyed listening. Stay safe, and enjoy your games this weekend.
0: Keep it simple. Get Down to Play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. This is the Metropolitan Sunday League, part of the Selk All Across the League show giving you the results and fixtures of last week and this week coming up. Starting with the results from the 27th of February. In the romp Premier, the Eagle, Golden Eagles versus Belmont Athletic postponed. In the BART Trophy, AFC Brixton 4, Catford Wanderers 1. In the BART Bonavie Trophy, FC Kouria got a walkover against M-Boys. Into Division, uh, the John Pitt Senior. In the John Pitt Senior, FC Rondo 0, Teviot Rangers 2. A couple of results from the Cup here. Bill Brasted AFC Croydon Town 0, Rosencrown 3. Interfector gave away the win to Carpet FC. And in the Bart, Bollywood, Brockley Athletic 3. Litcap Nil. Into Division 1, AFC Corntown vs Duke FC postponed. In Division 1, Bill uh, Bromley, Green South nil, Greenwich Park Rangers 3, Dio Valente 6, Honor Oak 1, and in the Ted Trophy, AFC Charlton 2, Catford FC nil. Into Division 2, FC Chart Reserves 5, Peoples 2, Blues FC 5, Sporting Lions 1, Petswood Senior Back Vultures 4, Bromley Road 2. Into the fixtures for this week in the 1-Pro Premier, we have Belmont Athletic vs. m Boys. In the Bill Braisted, AFC Brixton vs the Peoples and Grand Athletic play Chiswick Griffin Albion. In I think it's the London Cup, if I'm not mistaken, but it's one of the big county cups. Into John Pitt Senior fixtures for this week AFC Corinth Town versus Territ Rangers, FC Rondo vs Athletic Dead Carpet FC vs Litter Cap, and in the Bill Braisted. Brockley Athletic vs. Catford FC. Into Division 1 for the fixtures. Joe Valente vs. AFC Chilton. While well, in the Bill Brasted, it, it's Brockley Athletic vs. Catford FC. British Park Rangers vs. Bromley Road. And in the Ted Trophy, ES Lions vs. AFC Cordon Reserves. Bromley Green South vs. Honor Oak. And Duke FC vs. Petswood Black Vultures. Into Division 2 in the Bill Braisted, obviously, we mentioned earlier on AFC Brooks versus the Peoples, Blues FC versus AFC Charlton, East Lions vs. AFC Town Reserves, which Park Rangers vs. Bodley Road, Duke FC vs. Petswood, and in Division 2, the only game in Division 2, Rose and Crown versus Interfector. That's all this week, um, so Sorry. it was all a bit. Messy, uh, the fixtures are incorporated within leagues. So, next week I'll make sure I get that all sorted out. But thank you for listening. Stay safe, enjoy the game. I'll see you next week. Bye.
5: Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday, the 27th of February. Um, An improvement in the weather saw a lot more games played this week although we did lose some games for other reasons and uh, one in particular due to the damage done to the pitch by them playing last week. However, uh, we were able to complete quite a lot and to start with we had the Dennis Jackson Intermediate Cup semi-final which saw Chalfon Saints become the first side to reach a domestic cup final this season after they defeated Watford Town in an 11-goal thriller. The game was effectively over by half-time thanks to a dominant performance in the opening 45 minutes in which Saints scored five times without reply and also saved a Watford Town penalty kick as well. Dan McCain slotted home a penalty for Saints in the opening minutes after Callum Donovan was brought down in the area after a run and dribble. Liam Hennessy added a second before Dan McCain netted his second of the game and his team's third. Aidan Brennan made it four before Watford Town had a chance to get back into the match but Saints keeper Neville Smith saved the Town penalty. And then, soon afterwards, Town conceded an own goal. In the second half, Town did bring themselves back into the match, scoring twice in five minutes through Ollie Lawford and Joe Smith. But any hopes of a famous comeback were ended when substitute Niall O'Shea added a six. Town did pull back another goal through Daniel McAteer. But O'Shea scored his team's seventh of the game and his second goal with a well taken lobbed effort. Town never gave up and scored a fourth through Alex Nottage to complete the scoring. Saints will now face the winners of the Francis George versus Southern Cross semi final in the final at Oxy Jets, due to be played on Sunday, the 3rd of April. In the Premier Division, just the one game saw two goals from Ben Adams be enough to give Evergreen only a second win of the season in a local derby match against FC Unicorn, and they now move off the bottom of the table. In Division 1, Bushy Rangers have taken over at the top of the table with a 2-0 win over long-time leaders Chester United. After a goalless first half, Rangers won the game thanks to two goals from Jordan Toomey. The first a penalty, which broke the deadlock on the hour mark, and the second soon after, when he raced onto a long ball over the top to slot home. Caspery Rangers are up into third place after a straightforward 4-0 home win over bottom club Ricky AFC, who look, at the moment, doomed to finish the season in bottom place Ricky gave a good account of themselves in the opening exchanges and Rangers had keeper Sack Green to thank for keeping them on level terms with two good saves Ricky was soon left to rue those missed opportunities when John Birch took a free kick from just inside his own half on the far right looking towards the back post The Ricky Keeper came out and got a hand to it, but only as far as Daniel Hennessy, who took one touch to kill the ball and set himself for a shot that he drilled well into the bottom left corner. Soon after, Rangers doubled their lead in a similar fashion when a Sam Mortimer corner from the left wing was put in on top of the Ricky Keeper, who was pressured well and again only able to push the ball into the middle of the penalty area where Aidan Leslie was waiting to side foot into the net from 10 yards. Rangers added a third in the opening minute of the second half after John Birch carried the ball some 40 yards from his own box and passed five men to then slide Nathan Page in with the outside of his right foot. He was able to take a good first touch in front of him to set himself to lift the ball over the on-rushing keeper who did get a hand to it but it wasn't enough to stop the ball continuing towards the goal with Page tapping it in to make sure. A fourth goal for Cassbury came in the final minutes when another Sam Mortimer corner, this time from the right side, was fizzed across the front of goal for Aidan Leslie to head home unmarked from inside the six-yard box. In Division 2, with the top three sides all not in league action, the three sides directly below them all kept up their challenge with away wins. Forza Watford beat Abbott's Wanderers 2-0, thanks to goals from Peter Rock and Bladen Trigg. St Mary's Harefield are two points behind them after they came back Oh, sorry, after they came through, a seven-year-old thriller with second bottom from bottom Dunnes bar. Liam Lavery netted a brace for the home side, supported by a goal from Dan Creswell. But the crucial goals to secure the points for St Mary's came thanks to a double from Carl Swan and a goal each from James Peake and Craig Matheson. Watford Youth Sports beat Dombar 3-2, Sam Budget and Martin Preston scoring for Domebar, with Taylor Kemp, Zach McNicholas and Jake Millman all on target for sports. In Division 3, the top two sides in the division, BBFC and King George, both enjoyed 4-0 home wins. BBFC have a seven-point lead over King George with just five games left to play. And although King George do have a game in hand, it will take something for them to catch BB. BB beat Inter with Alex Cook, Tom Hosier, Javid Payne and Henry Capel all finding the net. Whilst King George had Darren O'Brien, and Carl Davidson to thank as they both scored twice in a win over Bricketwood Acorns. Southern Cross are still in the promotion mix as they beat bottom place Rio Rovers 6 2. Robson Benbridge and Ria Amari Smith netted for Rio, with Gary Wicks and Stefani Grimes Ford both scoring twice. And James Maloney and Mac McManus, also on the shore seat topping up the six goals for Southern Cross. As we did a run-through last week of the divisions, um, what I'll do this week is give you a very brief run-through on the situations with the Cup competitions. In the President's Cup, we're still a bit behind and at the group stages, but it does look like Oakview will qualify from Group A with either Old Falerians or Evergreen. And in Group B, it's looking very likely that Everett Rovers, Reed and St. Joe's will also qualify for the semi-finals. In the other competitions, in the Eric Hand Challenge Cup, uh, we have two teams through to the semi-finals, Old Falarians and WDFC. And we have 2 quarterfinals still to play between Hertfordshire Eagles and North Watford, Bushy Eagles and St Mary's Harefield. They're both due to be played this weekend. In the Chairman's Cup, we're already at the semi-final stage, uh, with the two semi-finals being Caspary Rangers against Dunbar and Langleybury against Abbots Langley Club. Finally, in the Dennis Jackson Intermediate Cup, Um, We do have our four semi-finalists. Francis George need to play Southern Cross in one semi-final coming up in the next couple of weeks. But the other semi-final, which is between Chalfont Saints and Watford Town, was, as you heard earlier, played yesterday, Sunday, and Chalfont Saints are now through to the final. And like they said, they will then play the winners of the Francis George versus Southern Cross match. That's it for this week, and we look forward to being back with you next week.
0: This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.